good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Maybe your maybe your stupid opinions aren't right. And like, are you so sure your life is going so much the way you want it to go? And you're such a bloody paragon of virtue and the light is shining out every orifice and everyone who disabuses you of your notions is evil. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is me, MCM, and you're listening to your Probably Right podcast. I'm so happy (laughs) that you showed up and just let you know that you're welcome at my house anytime. You know, sometimes I I think about different things, and today, you know, I'm thinking about the life of a man. I'm thinking about the life of a person who might be totally alienated and I guess I've been in that mind frame for a little bit you know thinking about life and how sometimes it just cuts you down to nothing and I can honestly tell you never in my life have I ever experienced what I've experienced in the last little while and that is that there's so many people I know having such a hard time that they seem to be locked away in their own life. I don't know if you if you get where I'm coming from. I don't even know. Maybe, you know, you know, I'm talking to you. Maybe you're experiencing exactly what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> that's basically what I'm going to delve into a little bit today. And I um, pulled up a, a website here. I'm going to read it off. So it's going to be fresh to you and me. And I, I, I've said it many times before. I like to go in. It's not necessarily that I'm lazy because honestly, I like to prep. But at the same time, sometimes when you prep too much, you lose a certain um, authenticity. talking about whatever it is I I don't know what it is maybe that's just me some people I guess they can they can prep and prep and prep and get it really straight but on me I like the authentic fresh view the only problem is I'm not the best reader so when I'm reading stuff to you I know it might be a little bit of a hassle to some of y'all because I tend to stutter over words or misread sentences and stuff like that it's probably with the little learning disability I got, but um, anyway, it is what it is. So I'm going to read this thing. It's called Men's Group, and it's from, well, it's not called Men's Group. <laughs> it's talking about what is male loneliness, and it's on a website called mensgroup.com, so you can check it out. It's pretty easy, and it looks like they got a podcast here, but I'm just going to read off this, this page. Um, I'm on this section that's called Community. Let me see if I switch that. Yeah, so just on their, I guess their homepage. I shouldn't have switched just now. (laughs) Hold on a second. Okay, so it's their main page. And I'm going to read through a little bit and 
if um, some of it chimes in with what I'm trying to say, then I guess I'll... Actually, I'm just going to go right to their conclusion, the bottom. And, you know, it's probably better off not to do that, but here we go anyway. So it says, conclusion. If you want to overcome male loneliness, you need to be willing to put in the work to cultivate new friendships and make them what you want them to be. Join a men's group. Go increase your chances of making new male friends and overcome loneliness. Men's groups, men's group is one of the best places to come face to face with men whom you share common interests, goals, and ideals. Now, <clears throat> just from their conclusion, and it's it's nice that they're you know trying to reach out to men. Um, because sometimes a lot of the time men get left in that shuffle men, especially when they get into their, I would say late twenties, early thirties, you, you start, you know, everybody seems to start sectioning off. They, you know, if they're blessed, they find a mate, they find a wife and they go off into their caves their houses, <laughs> apartments, condos, but you understand, they go off into their sections and they start to cultivate, cultivate a family, you know, many Christian men, they cleave to their wives and <clears throat> many of us in retrospect to my own, sometimes we cleave a little bit too close and we tend to suffocate our mates because we don't try to cultivate friendships with other males with as they were saying the same interests and um goals and all that stuff for some reason it gets lost in the shuffle um but you know more than just gravitating to a group of men with like interests and abilities and goals and such and lifestyles or whatever it is i would honestly tell you to join a church <laughs> Now I know it's like, yeah, this guy's always pulling, pushing church. <laughs> well, you, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while now, you already know that I'm a Christian. And from experience, I know that you can get all that from the right church. And what I would call the right church is a Bible believing church. Now, I know there's a lot of people who call themselves Christians and many couldn't tell you two verses of the Bible, but they're Christians, or many haven't even read the Bible, but because they were born into some type of supposed Christian faction uh, denomination, they believe they're Christians. I can assure you they're not. <laughs> and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but real is real. If you don't know what the word of God says, there's no possible way you can believe it. And if you don't believe it, then you can't be a Christian. The reason why is because faith cometh by hearing, the Bible says, and hearing the word of God. And we are blessed with faith from God to learn of his word and believe his word, but you have to know what it says to believe it. You understand? And God gives us the faith to believe, but you have to hear the word. So, and I know you can argue and say, you know, well, I heard it at such and such. Well, then, you know, some of the word, right? 
So I wouldn't be arguing with a person like that or disagreeing with the person like that. But then <clears throat> it goes further. It says, forsake not yourself with, with the assembling with the, the family, with the, with the church, the family of God, because that's where you get your nourishment. That's where you get your camaraderie. That's where you get your strength from day to day living with and around people who are, as they say, like-minded people who have the same goals, like, you know, you and your friend who works at your workplace may work for the same check, work for the same payday, <laughs> wait for the work for the same boss. But what you're going to do with your check and the importance of that check that you put on it as a Christian is different than what your next door neighbor might put on their check. Even if you still have to pay the same type bills and you still got to live in the same type home and all that other stuff, there's a difference because a Christian looks at it like, you know, I'm called to as a husband to provide for my family. I'm called to work you know it says in genesis that man shall work by the sweat of his brow and that's basically what you have to do but at the same time you know that there is a greater thing waiting for you in the future in eternity and that is your ultimate life with god um so just thinking about you know just their conclusion it's interesting that they, they, they cut it up in about um, a paragraph. Now, because I don't like to read things in order all the time, sometimes it makes sense to be able to dissect things a little bit better that way. I'll start at the top. So, as I said, I don't know these people. I don't know anything about this group, so you can check it out. And um, I guess it's a good time for a disclaimer is that this um, podcast is run by MCM. MCM does not make any money from this podcast. And I, MCM, <laughs> am doing this for entertainment purposes, for information purposes, for fun, and for the love of being able to broadcast and speak to many people around the world that I wouldn't otherwise be able to speak to. And <laughs> from that um, standpoint, it's kind of cool. And just letting you know that, you know, as a young kid, yeah, growing up in Toronto, I wanted to play hockey. My, it wasn't my goal, but it was my dream. Um, I didn't see very many um, ways to attain that goal or to really strive to that goal. I had other pressing issues in life so I wasn't able to get to that point to do that thing but just to say that beyond that if I had another choice growing up I look at it and I say you know what I would have loved to have been on the radio so you know it's funny how life goes and I have a podcast and it's getting quite successful um, I really appreciate the the viewer the viewership I guess Do you still call it viewership not really viewing me are you the listenership there you go <laughs> i really appreciate it um you know one thing that would be really cool is that um maybe if you could drop a line on anchor's uh website 
to the podcast just to let me know you're listening and that you appreciate it um i always hear podcasts and radio broadcasts ask this and i really wonder how many people really kick back and you know say you know i'm gonna drop this person a line they're very interesting or they've helped some way in my life and i just wanted to give back so i can honestly tell you if you wanted to help uh, me in this endeavor the only thing that i would ask at this point in time and juncture would be if you could drop a line on anchor you just have to go to anchor.com and um i think it's anchor.fm but you'll be able to find it trust me it's the one that has the podcast because <laughs> i'm not looking at it right in this section second but um you can drop a line on a podcast and say you know how you know um episode has touched you or how you know it means something to you and you appreciate it or you have a question that you maybe would like me to answer from other stuff that i've talked about in the past maybe i didn't get um through a certain topic fully so maybe i didn't explain myself proper or you wanted to hear more about something so i would really 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 appreciate it if you would drop a line to the podcast you're probably right and it's by me mcm and if there's something that I can answer, trust me, I will. My um, listenership isn't as such that I couldn't um, answer a question or even delve into a topic more if you'd like. Um, but it starts off with you. Um, <clears throat> I do have an intimate set of um, listeners that tend to always come back. I notice and I really appreciate it. And I constantly get new um, viewers and I, I'm listeners and and I appreciate it. As a matter of fact, I keep saying viewers. One of these days, I think I will put up a video on Spotify because they have given me the go ahead. I just haven't done it. It's kind of weird. I applied for it and they got back really quickly and they, you know, they okayed it and said, yeah, go ahead, start dropping video, kind of like you know Joe Rogan style on Spotify, which I think it's pretty cool but I haven't felt the nerve to do it yet even though I've made very many um, YouTube videos even on one of my channels it's called um, Murray Ed and it's on YouTube and I did it for kids to learn um, core words and um, I did I think I did 22 episodes on that I should have done more but um, I got busy with life and I left it at that but um, yeah one of these days I think I will do a a Spotify video as weird as it sounds or feels to me I don't know all right so let's get to these guys uh, website here uh, that I've been putting off constantly for no reason <laughs> let's see what is male loneliness why don't I have friends why is it hard to make friends as an adult why is it hard for men to make friends who are not my family members? Hmm. Why can't I keep friends? Why do I have a hard time making friends? Why can't I make friends? I feel like no one likes me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to try to answer every one of those questions. It's kind of funny because the joke is I don't keep very many friends at all. You know, and maybe it might sound like a depressing uh, video or a podcast, but um, 
yeah, I find this topic actually interesting because I, yeah, I literally don't keep friends. Um, you know, growing up in Toronto, uh, son of uh, Jamaican parents and Christian Jamaican parents who were um, involved in the Church of God in Toronto, um, that their I think their base was in was in Cleveland, Tennessee, um, but it was highly Jamaican uh, the the churches that I used to attend and but I think my my parents are probably different there my friends since my father came to this country in 1965 and he worked his tail off he worked at he worked in this country he worked doing farming when he was in England he he worked in a record pressing uh, factory and he worked at um, in this country he worked at the, the farm for a while and then somehow he got blessed to find a job working at Via Rail in Toronto which was actually CN Rail at the time which wasn't very uncommon for a black man at that time so he kind of did the typical um, job which you know afforded him the opportunity to be able to send for his family which he sent for a lot of his family but of course first he sent his for his um, wife and his two children my older two siblings in 1967 and you know the rest is history but you know funny thing is and it's not really funny but you know I was looking up how he died like with what which was Parkinson's in 2005 and when you look at how many people they're, they're looking at it saying people who were exposed to a lot of chemicals or um, pesticides and you can just imagine what kind of pesticides he probably was around in 1965-1964 so I am not blaming it on that but it's funny that that is one of the things that can cause Parkinson's they say um, I was looking into it because I, you know, honestly, I was feeling a little shaky in my hands the last little while. Um, I'm not sure if it was life, <laughs> you know, just in a rough patch or whatever it is, or maybe it was the effects of that or the after effects of me contracting COVID or whatever. But um, I can honestly say that was an interesting time. But um, anyhow, the whole point of delving into my father was is that he always told me, as a Jamaican, me like, Michael, mind friend, you know, that's what he would say to me. And I'll be like, all right, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I just assumed that he just thought it wasn't a good idea for me. to have a lot of friends because friend, friends will stab me in the back and stuff like that. And I can't say that it really stuck with me a hundred percent or if I was just like that but I was the kind of guy I never I've never had a need for a lot of friends um, I don't even know I, I assume I would get I would guess by you know the Myers-Briggs and the, um, <laughs> the big five that I took that um, Jordan Peterson was a part of and um, some other personality tests I guess I'm an uh, introvert, I guess, to their, with their description of what one is. Um, but, you know, 
I see a lot of truth in some of the explanations, the way that they um, explain things on these psych tests and stuff like that. Is that yeah? I, I like I don't need a bag of friends. I don't need to call this guy, that guy, this guy, and um, see what's going on and hang out on a patio somewhere and go fishing and whatever it is. I can honestly say though, playing a lot of sports as a youngster and even into my late twenties, barely thirties where I used to play a lot of hockey and even basketball before that, that it was cool to be able to go and play an organized game of something. I would obviously never be the organizer, but I would always show up and always get along with everybody. I wasn't always like off to the side and couldn't make friends, but it's like as long as I had one friend, I was always good. And that's the way I was from like I've known myself as a little kid. So, I guess there is a sense of loneliness, especially if you only keep, like, say, one friend and they either say they get a mate or say they go on vacation for two months or they move to a different type of job and move to a different city and then all of a sudden you're there, boom. And if you ain't got nothing going on or you don't have a significant other of your own, then, yeah, that, that, that um, loneliness really kicks in. And, you know, I can, I can understand men being isolated. So before I even try to answer these questions, because they are, they do seem like tough questions. And the reason why to me, these questions seem tough, even as a person who might even be considered like a shut in or a antisocial type of a, a person is that I haven't had that huge desire to have to have friends. Although I'm friendly enough and if, you know, in a, in a natural setting, if somebody's there and I'm there and there's something happening and I, I'll give my remarks about it and talk about them like anybody else. And a lot of the time people will say, you know, here, here's my number, you know, we should link up and talk sometime or hang out. I'm always that guy who, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I never, I never call I never text. I never try to keep contact, even if it's my family members, cousins, uncles, whatever. I have never felt the desire or need to really reach out to people. You know, I could if I could show you and I guess this is where a video would be good for me is that if I could show you my my movie collection, you'd understand that I spent a lot of my time in movies, a lot of my time I'm in deep lectures, um, psychological lectures. I've spent a lot of my time listening to ministers preach the gospel. I spent time in the word of God, reading it for myself, talking to my family or just being in my relationship or spending time with my kids again around movies or just whatever. And I've always been content. I've never had to say, Oh, we need to go to Florida this year or like I've been, but you know, into Jamaica and stuff, but it's like, it's never been my idea. <laughs> I've never like, like we gotta, you know, I, I really find my, my happiness in home. And I guess where I would honestly feel bad for someone is if that's where they find their happiness, except because they're by themselves, there isn't much happiness. And I do remember one summer 
maybe I was out of a relationship or whatever it is and I had no friend to speak of because I probably isolated myself and this is just obviously my personal experience that yeah I found myself watching movies working out and going and skating for maybe two hours an evening in the summertime and it was lonely as you could imagine <laughs> and that's just the word I'm going to use it was really lonely and it's like I reached out I, I wanted something else going on but I had nothing else going on so for me to imagine that a guy is living that life for like day in day out maybe year after year I can imagine how excruciatingly excruciating I can't even say the word excruciatingly if that's a word I'm just maybe I'm making it up <laughs> um horrible <laughs> and painful but um let me let me try to answer this question as I said I, I I really do appreciate you listening to me as I try to hash these things out um hopefully not boring you but I mean you're here right you've heard me before so I do delve into the scriptures sometimes I'm not a pastor I'm not a minister um I guess I I am a qualified psychotherapist but I haven't received my registration from the, the governing um what do you call it body in Ontario Canada but I could um <clears throat> not to say that you need to listen to me but I'm just you know not a crazy person talking here <laughs> or maybe I am but um let's just see what it says here it says what is male loneliness well I think male loneliness is the same as what female loneliness would be. And loneliness is just, you feel disconnected. You don't feel a part of anything, a family even, um, a relationship. You don't have any friends. And speaking from that standpoint, it's like, just that alone there. I've been a person, I guess, who people would call, consider lonely, like, I've literally felt lonely in a crowded room, lonely. And I don't know if that would be the type of listener that they would be referring to or thinking about when they say, what is male loneliness? But that's me. That's That's been me. Um, let's see, there's things that I've done that people would consider like psychopathic or crazy or whatever it is. But I've gone to movies by myself many times. I go to the mall by myself many times. Some people's like, yeah, that's no big deal, but yeah, but some people wouldn't do the movie thing. I've literally one time, <laughs> and I guess maybe it was a test to see if I could do it. I've literally gone to an upscale restaurant and actually had dinner by myself in the middle of the restaurant just to see if I could like how how much of a lonely guy or how much am I um, comfortable in my own skin. So I did that, but I mean, it wasn't really upscale, okay? In Toronto, it was, uh, what was it? I think it was called Moxie's. Funny enough, that was my father's name. Um, and yeah, it wasn't that upscale. <laughs> I guess for people in the States, that would be like maybe, would it be like an Applebee's? No, I think it's probably a little bit more upscale than Applebee's, but um, still along the same level. You know, you, you leave and you, maybe you spent, 80 90 dollars for something for a meal or something so whatever that is like in canadian terms but um 
yeah so like yeah movies i've gone by myself i've even gone to clubs back in the day when i was a lone uh, loner <laughs> um i've gone in there because i like music i wanted to be around people but um i didn't have anybody to go with and i'm sure i did that at least five to ten times in the past i had friends at that time who were playing sports with me but they were not the going out types they just wanted to play sports and watch movies and pick up fast food or chinese food and sit down and sit around and but i still had a, a desire to be around the life and the liveliness of um you know music the revelries whatever it is but um yeah i went there and that was okay but you know the funny thing is i was still really really uncomfortable at the same time so what would end up happening would be that I would go walk through the, the center of the place. And just to be able to say walk through the center of the place, I would have to literally bite on my lip just because of the, of the whole, I guess, uncomfortableness of the whole um, situation. But that would happen and I would do that. So I guess that would be considered loneliness or but not because it wasn't really a cry for help like it wasn't say like i need friends <laughs> but um yeah so i guess this question here like i guess i'd have to personalize it right so if i say why don't i have friends because i when i really think about it, i don't like my my kids my um my family would be my where I get my friendships um, but I don't because I don't I guess it's weird I suppose like looking at this website I don't need friends I mean I like to be friendly with people and I like to have conversations at times about things but um I don't desire to have random friends around. I don't know. I'm sure that's probably not normal, I guess. But I, I just don't need them. <laughs> don't want them, don't need them. But every once in a while, you, you have use for them. And, you know, as they say, no one is an island. <clears throat> and, yeah, someday you're going to need to carry up a armoire or a... Or a fridge maybe and it'd be good if you had somebody else to help you stabilize it and if you don't have any friends like you're asking for your significant other to try to help you do it which is in my case basically useless because there'd be no muscular strength <laughs> from that standpoint from them but um yeah um so but why i guess a person would ask i guess because you're not making yourself friendly you know he who would like to have friends should first show themselves friendly. I believe it's in the scriptures. It's obviously not exactly how I've spoken it just now, but check it out. Um, be friendly. I can understand that it might be difficult. And simply because I'm talking to adults and there's going to be a question that's going to relate to what I'm saying right now. So let me just get on to the next one. But I would say the reason why you don't is because you don't make friends because you don't try to invite people into your, your world whatever your world looks like outside of say work or school or whatever it is like that you have to be friends you have to be able to say hey um you know check me out later let's let's play a little um 
what what, they, what games are they playing? They're playing a little Minecraft or a little Fortnite or whatever it is people play or Call of Duty or hit online or something or you know let's go downtown and and walk the streets and check out the atmosphere or hang out by the beach or whatever it is like that like I can't really tell you I think you should be able to figure that that question out why don't you have friends and I mean if that's a question then yeah I would honestly say you need to probably think about bending somebody's ear and really having a conversation from a professional level just because that would be a question and I think because I'm enough of a loner to realize that I can answer that question um, because I don't try to I personally don't try to be that friendly I don't try to you know put call to actions into my life saying yo here's my number call me let's go do this go do that um, you know I do have a couple friends that would call friends but I mean I haven't talked to them in months and it's like it's whatever <laughs> to the point where you don't even know if you're friends anymore but I mean, you know, let's see. The next question says, why is it hard to make friends as an adult, as an adult? And for simple reasons, you know, most guys are trying to shore up their family. Most guys are concerned about their work, their wife and their children and their home life and paying bills. And, you know, a lot of guys don't want other guys just hanging out by the house with their family like it's just not you know some guys do and it's cool you know you have a couple a couple that hangs out or whatever it is like that but a lot of time those kinds of relationships usually grow from places like church or from work so like like if you if you're not working or you work in a a job or you work not around people then of course you're not going to have friends if you don't go to church or you don't at you don't attend a school or you're not in any type of uh, institution where there's a lot of peop different people then yeah of course it's gonna be difficult so that answers that I think um, why is it hard for men to make friends who are not their families same reason because most people grow up together you know you a lot of people can literally say that they talk to two or three people that they've known ever since they were children um, either long distance on the phone because they moved or their friend moved or they still live in the same area and they, they recognize and know people that went to their elementary and high school, you know. So, you know, people do the tribe thing where, you know, I got my two or three friends, I'm good. And a lot of time they don't try to invite people into their tribe, you know, their wolf pack. <laughs> like that guy from that movie. <laughs> um, so... You know, and again, you have your family and, you know, once you have your family, maybe you have a few cousins, or uncle or brother, whatever it is. And most people are pretty cool with having two or three close friends for most of their life or they, you know, interchange. They go in and out of having two or three people around that they call their friends. And of course, a lot of men tend to make their spouse their best friend. So when they go to the mall, they're going with their wife. When they go to church, they're going with their wife. And if they don't play sports or, they, you know, they don't have those things that, say, guys would do with other guys, then, yeah, you're going to be isolated if you don't already have those friends around, you know. <sighs> Let's see. Why can't I keep friends? Same reason. 
if you're an adult, chances are you have a goal. A goal is to leave mother and father, as the Bible says, and cleave to your wife. And some men cleave a little harder. Sometimes you have to work on your relationship. Sometimes you have a spouse that doesn't want you out and about and all over the place because men as big and as old as they get can still get themselves in trouble. And a lot of time there's a watchful eye of keeping them out of um, harm's way with their other, (laughs) with their friends, or you tend to keep friends around that are not very uh, family friendly. Why do I have a hard time making friends? Well, yeah. As I said, drop your number, you know, um, text. Um, find a friend at a, at, a, at a job that you work at that you can relate to in, in many more ways than one. And maybe you guys can become friends. But that's what I would say. If you're having a hard time, maybe you're just not friendly. <laughs> or you work around people who aren't friendly. You know, maybe the type of job that you do... It's not a job where people tend to keep friends. Like, there's so many different reasons. But, I mean, the more that I read these questions, it's like, I I wish, you know, the men that are having this hard or this difficult of a try- time finding friends would find themselves at a church. Because at a church, yes, you hear the word of God. Yes, you, you um, read the scriptures and listen to the preacher preach. But most churches, if it has more than, you know, 30 people, there's usually a men's group. Usually there's a women's group. Usually there can be um, young couples group. Usually there's, there's choirs like you can join. And, you know, there's different things you can do at a church because it is the family of God. And that's how you nurture and comfort and befriend people who are like-minded, remember. And remember, the scripture says two cannot walk unless they agree. It's more than just in a marriage. It's also in life. I mean, if your best friend is somebody who doesn't believe in God and you're a Christian and you believe that your friend's going to hell and your friend just believes that when you die, you go to nothingness. Well, you guys have a lot of differences there. A lot. You may like the same type of music or you may both love Michael Jordan or LeBron James or John Moran or whatever, whoever, Steph Curry, or you may both like hockey or you may both like to um, windsurf or or swimming or you like to both do barbecues and, and fishing or whatever it is and like the Outback or riding Harleys or whatever you do or like, you know, tuners and you're both into Integras or whatever. But at the same time, you have that little interest. But your deeper self, you guys have nothing in common. Scripture says two cannot walk. So you'll find out that you'll be going this way and he'll be going that way. And it'll just be that way. And, you know, you'll be both um, not long for this world as far as relationship and friendship can be. Because when you get down and have those real deep conversations with your close friends, if you really, 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 really don't agree, then how much time are you really going to want to spend with each other? <clears throat> this one here says, I feel like no one likes me. Well, 
I don't know who you're hanging out with, but um, you could be hanging out with people who don't like you, as well as you may just feel that way within yourself. And what ends up happening, most people who feel that way, it's not that people don't like you. A lot of time, people are just indifferent. They're wrapped up in themselves. They don't even notice your feelings in that way. Maybe you come off as self-sufficient and stuck up. You know, it, it would be good if, um, you know, you could talk to somebody who would really be real with you, seeing you interacting with other people to let them, to let you know maybe their perception. Because sometimes, you know, when we spend a lot of time alone and away from socializing and away from people, sometimes we don't have a clear picture as to how we look to people from the outside, you know? But um, I would encourage everyone, anybody who has these questions for themselves, men or women, um, to at least talk to a loving member of a church. I'm not going to say go talk to a psychologist because sometimes you go and you talk to a psychologist, that person doesn't even believe in God. So if you're a Christian, you're talking, then you're trying to figure out these questions. They're not going to have a lot of answers for you at least not from a biblical standpoint, not from a godly standpoint for certain. Um, they can play the role, but will it be genuine? No, because if they don't have that regenerated <laughs> life, they're not born again into the family of God, then they're not going to understand a lot of your struggles and a lot of your trials. But if you do need to talk to a counselor, I would honestly suggest speaking to a Christian counselor. Because then they can take your whole person into account, not just your psychological side, not just the who you are and you're happy-go-lucky or you're miserable and introverted. Like, you know, you're, they can take not just your agreeableness or your disagreeableness or your neuroticism or your <clears throat> openness. You know, they can take more. There's more of you than those things. So anyway, those questions, it says, these are just some of the questions most men struggle with. If any of these statements sound familiar or you are interested in learning more about male loneliness, this article has the answer you seek. Really? Let's see. Hi, my name is Sean Gala, a facilitator for men's groups and support group. In my line of work, I create platforms where lonely men can meet other men in safe environment that makes it easy to develop platonic friendships and an emotional connection. I have seen firsthand how important it is for every man to have friends. Hmm. If you are interested in joining an emotional support social circle or like-minded men learn to make friends and learn about male loneliness, this article is for you. I just want to hear about it. Let's see. Why are men... Uh, do we want to read what is male loneliness? I think that should be self-explanatory. Um, why are most men lonely? Men do not like showing weakness. Okay. We will read only one. Only one. There can only be one. I'm going to read the first one. And that's it. As I said, this is from mensgroup.com if you want to check it out. As I said, take it all with a grain of salt until you know exactly who's speaking and why they're speaking and what do they know about it. For real. Don't just take somebody's word up by just because they have a website. Okay, just like mine, 
And that's why I always encourage anybody, if I ever spit a couple of scriptures to you, always, 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 please pull the Bible open for yourself. If you do not actually own a Bible, then you can check out um, the Bible on uh, Bible.com. I think it is um, online and um, even check from a couple sources there because sometimes people water it down or change the words. But um, yeah, it says, what is male loneliness? It has been described by experts as silent, a silent epidemic as the number of lonely American men rise globally. According to statistics, one, I don't know who statistics, by the way, guys, one in every three men experience loneliness with this rise also comes increased case of male suicides and mental health issues, leaving experts wondering whether these <clears throat> two aspects are linked. Loneliness is a state of discomfort or distress that others uh, that occur due to a gap between a man's desires for social connection and experiencing this connection. Loneliness is a state of mind, he says, really. Therefore, one does not have to be physically alone or without friends to feel lonely. True. I'll go with that. As I told you earlier, I've been in full places before and felt totally alone. But I mean, usually if you're if you're grouped up with one or more people, that loneliness subsides if you're interacting with the people that you're with in that crowd. Even um, but that's just me. I, there maybe there are people who actually go to places with uh, one other person and still feel lonely. Like I still do, I guess, dip in and out of that. But I mean, there is also the comfort because there is a person there supporting you, and you know, a close confidant or. Uh, wife would be nice <laughs> in those situations whichever whatever those would be um male loneliness is the feeling of being alone and the need to isolate yourself from the world men with friends can also experience male loneliness okay there you go loneliness or lonely males crave friendship that go deeper than general male bunter over sports or work However, most men do not know how to approach fellow men to foster these friendships. Male loneliness is leading, a leading cause of health issues, including heart disease, obesity in older men, and men in different age groups. Loneliness can cause depression, anxiety, and lethargy. Ah, lethargy. Lethargy, lethargy. Um, eh. <laughs> um... Listen, my advice to you, and I don't really give out advice to say, yeah, you need to listen to me. But honestly, if you're in a situation where you're really lonely and you are a Bible-believing Christian, I can't speak for the non-Bible-believing atheist or the agnostic or the whatever. I can only say with some knowledge and some understanding around the topic is that you need to find a nice family of God to be around on Sundays and take part in whatever they have going on throughout the week might help you a lot. Um, I did wanted to get I did want to get into another topic, but I think I'm gonna leave it alone for today. But I will make one statement. Um, 
I had someone speaking to me and they wanted to force out of me my my pronoun <laughs> and I guess that was if I have my him his him um, you know that his her I mean her her she her whatever it is um and I'm saying it straight up my pronoun if I had one would be saint <laughs> and that would be my pronoun to let you know that yes I am as my creator has made me a male and even before that I am a saint I am a child of the most high God through what my Savior Lord Jesus Christ did for me on the cross by sacrificing his life and dying on it and rising again and one day he shall come back for his own and therefore the most important part of me is not that I'm a male it's not that I'm Canadian it's not that I'm black it's not that my parents hail from Jamaica it's not anything else that has to do with my social cultural aspect it's not because I'm a basketball football hockey loving husband or father or anything the most important part of me is that I am a believer in Christ I am a believer in the God of the Bible I believe in the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and those are the most important parts of me now I don't know if that will offend some who do announce their pronoun um, but that's my stand and all I can tell you is from a standpoint of that um, way of thinking I believe that you need to allow people who think differently to express, expressed, to express the way they feel, and if possible, expound on how they feel if they so choose, so that you can get to know people. Because what happens in this world, I notice, and speaking of friends, is a lot of the time we know one thing about a person and we demonize them. You know, we say, oh. He's a born-again Christian. And you know what? That means so many different things to so many people. I, It was funny when I found out in my teens that that was like a, a cult. <laughs> and there were some people that were running around trying to grab friends in the hallways of the malls and, and the subways talking and come sit down beside you, try to recruit them. And I'm like, those are the people you're calling born-again? What about just the regular people who go to a... Presbyterian church and believe in the whole Bible or people who go to a Reformed or a Baptist church that believe in the whole Bible are not jumping around and falling down in convulsions and speaking in other languages like what about people who just believe in the word of God and gather in a church as a family like I realize it's all mixed up and you really don't know but really here before you judge people of, you know what's going on <laughs> and what they do believe 
because you never know you might believe the exact same thing they do um and again if you're looking for a friend and you don't know why you don't have friends i would honestly say speak to someone and you can speak to me you can drop a line (laughs) i'm asking um my podcast again you know you're here it's called you're probably right um where i could probably be wrong (laughs) and you could probably be right or hey i could probably be right about what i'm saying about you um but anyhow if you leave a message on the podcast at anchor i will get it and if there's something that i can do or a question that i can answer i will be sure to do it on the podcast after you um leave the vocal message or i guess you could drop a line as well on there as well um i would just like to say may the lord bless and keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace peace out take care god bless you and may god bless you this is you're probably right and i am mcm Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not-so-tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table, Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully, the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.